Welcome to Hype Louisville, where we bring you the most exciting things happening in our city and talk to the people making it happen. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew Beckman and Nathan Shanks. Let's get hyped. Hype Louisville, what is up? Welcome back. We are at it again. Nathan Shanks and Andrew Beckman. We are in the back room of 1020 Brewery. This is I, I think this should be like the original, or not the original, but the official Hype Louisville podcast <laughs> location. Yeah, this yeah. is pretty sick. We do, we do need uh, to consummate this with a beer, though. I'm this surprised is, we don't oh, have one with us. I didn't us. think about that. That was a rookie mistake. It is yeah. 5 o'clock. Um, it, it is. It is 5 o'clock <laughs> somewhere, uh, somewhere east of the Atlantic coast. But uh, um, we are super pumped. Uh, we have Tyler Smith here with us today. Tyler is with Core Real Estate, and uh, he's just been doing a lot of cool things, and uh, he's he's taking the city and uh, and doing a lot of cool stuff with real estate. So we're happy to have you. Thank you. Very excited to be here, guys. 1020 is a great venue too. I agree. This <laughs> is maybe a staple. We'll have to get we'll have to talk to John after this and see if he minds if we just uh, make this a thing. Yeah, sure. So. Let's get hyped. Yep, yeah, get hyped. Well, uh, speaking of that, why don't you, uh, you know, for those of, for the few people in Louisville that don't know who you are, why don't you do a little, uh, just who's Tyler Smith and uh, and tell us, give a little intro. Yeah, thank you. So Tyler Smith, I'm an owner and partner at Core Real Estate Partners here, headquartered in Louisville, and I'm from southeastern Kentucky. A lot of people don't know that about me, but I, I grew up in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains and moved here when I was 18 to get into real estate and pursue a career in business and commercial real estate. So I went to the University of Louisville in 2001 and graduated five years later and started, actually I started the career of real estate while I was at University of Louisville in the business school. You had to do an internship and I interned with Hoagland Commercial Realtors where I cut my my teeth and learned the ropes of Mm -hmm. commercial real estate and they're a great group and they were very nice to welcome me in as their first intern of the company. That is awesome. Yep. And I got great experience with them, graduated from University of Louisville with a finance and marketing degree and at the School of Business and started to work in commercial real estate right at the beginning, actually it was at the end of what I would call the boom days of 05, 06, 07, mm-hmm. and caught the tail end of that. And then the, the main shift of the economy uh, changed. The Great Recession was, yeah, was the beginning of it. And I really learned at a really good time and entered into commercial real estate and had a wonderful experience of the good shoe leather to the pavement, yeah. the organic blocking and tackling and uh, luckily for me, I was young, didn't have a lot of debt, didn't have kids, didn't have a, mm-hmm. uh, a wife, and was able to really focus on uh, one foot in front of the other. Right. And yeah. it really, really was a great experience for me to learn at that point. Yeah. I saw a quote recently. It said, uh, many small steps can uh, lead or can feel like one large step or something along the lines. But, yeah, that's uh, – well, uh, lay another brick from Will Smith. Will Smith, our, yeah. Yes. I, Did you read it? I'm uh, I'm two thirds of the way through. Ah, but, so good. But have you read that, Tyler? Nope. I've got the. I've, I'll bring you a copy. It is. It is good. Great. Yeah. I'd love to read it. Yeah. And then during the recession, I fought through that, 
and stayed on my feet, really learned what commercial real estate was all about, was able to close a lot of really unique deals and was attracted uh, to a large developer in the suburbs of Louisville. It was Faulkner Real Estate. They hired me to be uh, a leasing and sales guy for their 2.3 million square foot portfolio of medical office, class A corporate office and town center retail developments. And so I worked there for almost three years during uh, what I would call the recovery of 2011, 2012, and 2013. And at that point, I really felt like there was a transition in the market and the economy was coming back. And there was a great opportunity to become a broker again, rather than working in a fenced-in arena of just working for one developer. Mm -hmm. And so I joined a company called PRG Investments which was mainly focused on multifamily and special asset dispositions for banks. Fred Sutherland and Reed Weinberg were the principals of PRG. We really uh, recognized them as leaders in special assets and dispositions for banks. So I went with them and we really expanded out the company, rebranded it as uh, PRG Commercial Property Advisors and added commercial brokerage to the services for clients. And I worked there for seven years, seven and a half years. And recently, uh, during the pandemic, I had a moment of thought where it would be great during the slowdown period to start my own new company. (laughs) And so I started Core Real Estate Partners. And uh, now today I'm partnered with Lee Wayland and Kent Wayland, which are very well known uh, around the commercial real estate uh, and business community for uh, their success of their father's work, which has been a very tremendous pioneer for downtown real estate development and redevelopment of beautiful architecture. Mm -hmm. And so Lee, Kent, and I partnered to create Core Real Estate, and we have a a team of six working with us. Our office is in Butchertown, and that's where we're sitting today, right behind our our corporate headquarters, which is on Main Street. We're now sitting behind that to the north on Washington Street at 1020 Brewery. Yep good spot it is good beer too <laughs> yeah so uh let's back up a little bit uh you're, you're in you're at L. you're in business school and uh you, you need an internship why why real estate what stuck out to you about the industry and what has kept you in it and kept you passionate about it for this long so i'm a tangible guy i'm a very illustrative hands-on uh business-minded person when I was 14, 15, 16 years old, I needed something to do during the summer for some work. I was starting to, you know, I was playing sports, but I wanted to work as well. And my grandfather was uh, a chairman at a bank in Williamsburg, and he was also the appraiser for the bank. And he took me out to help him learn, uh, you know, he taught me how to measure property, uh, look at the roof, tell you, tell if it was a good roof, good layout of a building, how the building was built, what it was built from, help him put together the tangible uh, aspects of the appraisal. And I really gravitated towards that because for me, you know, being an illustrator or a visionary, it was, it was easy to see, oh, no, that's not a good building. That is a good building, and here's why. Or this one could be nice for many different reasons. But I really gravita- gravitated towards that. And I also grew up going to Chicago a lot with my family. We would always go to Chicago for the 4th of July and the taste of Chicago and Grant Park. Mm-hmm. And my father and I would walk around. We'd go to Cubs games. We'd walk around downtown. And I was just enamored by large towers in Chicago, yeah. especially coming from a small town in Williamsburg, Kentucky. 
I, I gravitated towards architecture and the design of large towers. And my father at an early age taught me, uh, he said, actually, I said, man, I want to build big buildings like that, dad. And I can remember him saying, Tyler, you can make good money in construction and building those buildings, but the true money makers are the guys who own those buildings and they lease them to tenants. And those are the companies using the space inside. So he taught me at a young age of what tenancy and landlord was. And he's a dentist. My father, he just retired, but he's, he was a dentist for 40 years. He, he never really owned much commercial real estate. However, he understood the principles of it. And he taught me that at a really young age. And I really gravitated towards that at the same time, Donald Trump started a show on TV that was on uh, cable network television. It was called The Apprentice. Uh-huh. And The Apprentice was an entrepreneurial real estate type of uh, show. And it was really amazing. And uh, I gravitated towards that as well. And I was started to tell people uh, that I wanted to be in commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. And they all looked at me like I was crazy because I was 15, 16, 17 years old. And they no one knew what really commercial real estate was versus res- residential right. real estate. And so I had my mindset that that's what I was going to do, and I followed through with it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, so you come to, to Louisville, and uh, you're in the real estate market. And Beckman, you can chime in, by the way, at any point. I'm just – I don't want to – I don't want to hog it. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so what, what would you say is – this is a Louisville podcast. So what would you say is unique about our market specifically? Is there anything that sticks out? Sure. I mean, one of the reasons why Louisville is here from a city standpoint is its geographic location and proximity to other things, but the river. Uh, The falls created an opportunity for downtown Louisville uh, to grow because, you know, the settler, the people moving down the river and the good, moving the goods, you know, had to take out to go around the falls and Mm -hmm. then the hotelers came through and then the retailers and food and beverage. Mm -hmm. And then they started to build around that. But I still believe that that's why Louisville is well suited for the future is because of its geographic location and proximity to other uh, economic engines and drivers, the proximity to other major cities that are thriving right now. Uh, Louisville is a value city. And I think there's a lot of upside to that as we are setting into an inflationary period. People are going to continue to seek value in real estate, not only to live for their homes, but also to work remotely. You can work remotely uh, from Louisville and get paid a L.A. salary, but Mm -hmm. live in Louisville where the cost of goods and services are are much cheaper. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for Louisville to attract national workers uh, in a sense of from a bedroom community. Yeah. I've always thought it was unique, too, that we are as far west as you can get and still be on Eastern time. Mm -hmm. So our days can are much longer than say a uh, Hilton Head or like some just somewhere yeah. on the coast. We get another like hour or so of of daylight. Yeah, and, and that's uh, attractive. It is, and we're I mean we're also in L.A. much faster than them too. Mm-hmm. But we are still on Eastern time, so we we still have that connection to the East Coast. So um, I don't yeah, kind of weird. Well, and I've seen, uh, you know, in a different space, but uh, relocation from, you know, as more companies, um, especially tech companies, um, have are acquiring other tech companies in, let's say, the West Coast, uh, they're relocating to Louisville and they're used to, you know, a 900-square-foot condo for 600000 and they're like, you know, I'd love some grass. Uh, can you give me some grass for 400000 <laughs> It's like, yeah, man, I'm going to make your dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and because they can work from wherever. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there was a lot of distortion in the market after COVID hit. And the positive thing was the um, work from home. But um, 
So, uh, Tyler, what a it sounds to me like it, real estate, especially even commercial, has been kind of in your blood, if you will, since like your teenage years and maybe mm-hmm. even younger. Um, what would you recommend um, to like a young real estate professional <laughs> thinking of myself, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, uh, for for a career in the in the space? And I know you're you know in, in commercial and it's not residential, but I'm sure you know um, you. You know, you you've survived. Uh, it sounds like a couple of recessions. Uh, yeah, so, I like how you you just assume that you're young. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Thirty four. Well, well, the advice <laughs> <Two kids. laughs> the advice I would give is, is utilize what you have to your advantage, which is the keyword young. Yeah. Commercial real estate has really traditionally been an old man, old sweater game mm-hmm. uh, where you have to have wealth and you have to have uh, experience to not only get started, but to continue to stay at the table with developments and, and acquisition of buildings and cash flow. The unique advantage of commercial real estate is there's so many ways to make money and enter into uh, the space. So being young provides you plenty of time to not only set in, start, go, but find your way and your path. It takes a couple of years to gravitate towards what you're going to be and what you're going to do best, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's leasing, investment sales, uh, property management, asset management, appraisals, uh, consulting work. There's so many ways in commercial real estate and let alone just real estate in general to make money. Real estate investment trust hires all mm-hmm. types, of, types of people. You can work for a corporate a large corporation that has a real estate division, or you can work for a small real estate boutique firm like Core Real Estate here in Louisville, where you can learn many different ways of to make money, but also not only to make money, but to get uh, invested and build wealth in mm-hmm. real estate. And time is the best thing you have on your side. And I would say for a lot of people, just to get in, just go meet people like us, Get involved. Go to the meetings. There's meetings weekly or monthly where you can rub shoulders and elbows with the people that are involved every day and learn the lingo. Start talking deals. Learn the properties. Look up the properties using the internet. And that's what I did. I made it a goal every single day to find a property, look up who the owner was. And then so when I would go meet with people and rub elbows, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know that property. That, that's owned by Jim Johnson. And, you know, he bought it 12 years ago. And they're like, wow, how do you know that? Well, I, I, I like it. I, I learned about yeah, it, you yeah, know, yeah. and just use knowledge to your power. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I typically also try to recommend that young people focus on a specific geographic location. Louisville's a large area, just like most cities. We, we're a very spread out area, but typically I like to say focus on a smaller geographic neighborhood. Start with Maine and Maine of that neighborhood, the two corners or four corners, and really understand and then go out from there and, and try to rub shoulders and, and elbows with those people in that neighborhood and then expand out. So uh, you mentioned uh, just going out and meeting people and uh, talking to, about the industry and things like that. Being Not being from here, uh, talk about the importance of networking and, uh, and building that up over time and uh, how that's helped you along the way. Because you are, you are an awesome networker. Well, so. thank you. It's very important. You, you can't rest on your laurels because I didn't have any laurels. I didn't have anything. My family has been great. And they've supported me, but they've never provided for me. I had to create my own from day one. I moved to Louisville. And I didn't know anyone. Uh, so when I moved into the dorm, I had to introduce myself to people. And they asked me where I went to high school. And I told them Williamsburg High School. 
They said, well, where's that? So then I had to tell them the story of how I got there. And all of a sudden, you're telling stories and you're meeting people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, that's how people build relationships and learn to, to trust you is tell them mm-hmm. the truth. And then I, I just moved here because I wanted to live in the city and do commercial real estate. And I'm hustling. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't take anything for granted. Uh, every relationship leads to more growth and, and experience. Anytime I can learn anything from anyone, you know, you, like you all asked me to be on a podcast, even if there's only four or five people listening to this, one of them might be like, Gosh, oh, Tyler's I hope a good guy. Many. <laughs> you know, it, it, are we live? <laughs> uh, so I, I always want to make sure that people understand you might know 10 people. But if you know 20 people, those 20 people, those 19 other people might know 20 other people mm-hmm. and it just spiders yeah. and grows Compound. out from there. It compounds. So uh, take advantage of that and always try to offer people help and be on their side. Yeah. Uh, you know, it took it took several years for me to understand that concept because yep. every day you look in the mirror and you see yourself and you mm-hmm. want to do what's best for you. But looking in the mirror and saying, it's not about me, it's not about me, it's not about me. Yep. How can I help someone today yep. and to make a lasting impact, not only on that person and their family, but the community. And so really, uh, I think Gil Holland was probably someone that struck home uh, to me on, uh, Tyler, this deal that we're looking at is not necessarily all about the return on the investment. ROI is important. An ROI will come because if we make a bigger impact on the community and, and focus on the return on community first, mm-hmm. then the grand scheme of things for the larger yeah, model, it'll, it'll come back to ROI. Uh, and if we can focus on the community first mm-hmm. and the people in the community and make sure that they're they're benefiting the most from these projects or yep. these investments, then we'll all win. Yeah, what, there's, what, a, uh, there's a quote out there, and I don't even know who said it, and I've said it on this podcast before, but it's around don't try to make a million bucks. Try to help a million people, mm-hmm. and then the wealth will just come. It will follow. If you can help a a lot of people, then uh, the, the ROI will be there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I want to give a lot of credit to my parents, too, because they taught me a lot of great things about, uh, you know, helping other people. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that was strategery on their side or, or what, but we often get in our little bubbles and we just want to focus on what's best for us and our family. Mm-hmm. But core real estate and myself personally, we've learned that, the more we can do for our communities and, and provide better services and better buildings and better amenities, uh, it helps everyone and it comes back to us. Uh, and recently I was able to travel to a really cool place and I was standing there with my father and, and I said, man, I, this is a place that I definitely want to come back and bring the, the family to. And he said, Tyler, how many people do you think that live in America are able to visit Disney World? And I said, oh, gosh, I have no idea. I mean, I'm sure there's 100 million people that come here a year. He said, I bet there's more than 60% of Americans that never, ever get the chance to visit Disney World. And he started thinking about that. And he said, you know, it'd be great for you to bring your family here every year. Mm -hmm. But what if you were able to sponsor a family that never had the opportunity to come here? Wow. Would that make you feel equally or more, uh, you know, excited? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, man, that, that is such a great point. We often think about us and our family. But what if we were able to take a a member of the community or a family in the community and let them have that experience and otherwise they would have never been able to do that? How much of an impact do you think they would have on the people around them? And then how much of a benefit do you think ultimately it comes back to you? Gosh, that is cool. And it struck home and I I really am now thriving and thinking, how do I I work every day to make something like that happen? Right. Yeah. 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 That's That's motivating for sure. 
Have you ever ever read the book The Go Giver? Nope. It's I don't read concept. a lot of books, oh, okay. and that, and a lot of people <clears throat> love to read books. Yeah. Uh, I often find myself getting behind uh, reading books. I'm more of a what can I learn at this moment? More right per- periodical stuff right now that's going to enhance mm-hmm. the next day or, or yeah. my, my thoughts today. Yeah. Uh, and whether that's right or wrong, I'm sure there'll be a phase of my life where I, I read a lot of books. Uh, but at this moment in my life, I, I'm more of a, uh, you know, two to 20 to 30 minute or 45 minute to an hour kind of learner mm-hmm. where I, I want to learn something that is inspiring me or making me think a different way as quickly as possible so that I can then move on to the next thing. And maybe that's just my mental capacity. Um, but I like reading. I read, uh, but I'm reading more periodicals. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. To yeah. each their own. Yeah. I, I yeah. think the important thing is to educate yourself all the time. Yep. That's the important, whether it's Genuine reading or willingness to learn and yeah, whether grow. it's, uh, whether it's reading or not. What's up, everybody? It's Nathan Shanks. I wanted to interrupt really quick to talk about one of our sponsors, Shepherd Insurance. Shepherd is one of the top 50 agencies in the nation with access to over 200 insurance companies. From business insurance, health insurance, personal insurance, or financial advising, we strive to protect our clients from the unexpected and offer a wide variety of services tailored to meet your current and future needs. If you'd like more information, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at, at Nathan Shanks Insurance or shoot me an email at inshanks at shepherdins.com. Let's get back to the show. It's all about continuing to educate yourself, whether that's reading or, uh, you know, watching certain TV shows or whatever. It's just educate yourself. Continue to be smarter. I really found a lot of useful things through YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been amazed with not only YouTube, but TikTok and a lot of people that haven't really dove into TikTok don't understand. Uh, it, they might think it's just another channel of social media. But, man, it can be such a learning tool. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, for me, is tremendous. And my father, actually, is somebody I talk to often. But he lives in Florida. And he loves learning about stocks and investment opportunities and just different educational things through YouTube. And he's, he's the one that turned me on to it. That's and interesting. I'll tell you, it oh, is yeah. It, yeah. it opens up the world. Yeah. You can learn how to put furniture together on YouTube or what the best stock or ETFs are to invest in or, yeah. or real estate. Anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Usually when I'm having trouble around the house, I, I'm not the handiest person of all time. But usually it's me with a YouTube video trying to figure out what to do. Yep. So, yep, no doubt. What do you think uh, What do you think Louisville is going to look like over the next couple of years with the, you know, coming up a mayoral election and, you know, kind of – you know, post-COVID, if you will, post, mm-hmm. yeah. I really think Louisville's in a good position to excel. It's a very critical time, though. We're at a juncture where we can continue to hold ourselves back through regulations and red tape from a city government standpoint, or we can really take this uh, this opportunity of being the value city with great proximity and great economic society kind of measures and mm-hmm. and, and principles and 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 go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisville's it's not always bad to be held back because it can create value, which I've said several times. Mm-hmm. Louisville has become a value city. We have great amenities, the parks, the arts. Uh, we do lack on some things, but our, our location is going to attract a lot of people and then the value. So I, I think Louisville, 
from a corporate office standpoint ha- has really lagged. And I do believe that a change in our city leadership can help with that. We have to do some shuffling of some office space uh, downtown, but also in the suburbs. Louisville is really a, a tell of two cities when it comes to office space. Uh, we have our suburban market, which is mostly in the east end of Louisville's uh, sub suburban area. And mm-hmm. then we have the downtown market. Louisville's downtown office market is trying to shift east to the New Lou, Butchertown, uh, Germantown Highlands area, mm-hmm. but it and St. Matthews. But I would say it's really struggling because uh, – we have a lot of people that own those that that land that don't necessarily want to give it up because they do recognize that it is value and they have the ability to hold on to it for a long time, which ultimately builds wealth. And so the downtown product is is seeing a mass exodus or a continued increase in vacancy, and those those tenants are seeking eastern spaces, but there aren't really good options except for. Shelby Hurst and outside of the Gene Snyder or the Watershed Watershed. and the Gene Snyder. Okay. So when you start to look at that geographic shift in the office market, it really is going to create some major opportunities downtown. Downtown. And in order to attract large corporations to our major gaps and and vacancies downtown in the towers, we're going to have to have strong leadership, not only from a local city standpoint, but also from, from state level Mm -hmm. to bring in those large tech companies or growing uh, back office support staffs, uh, those corporate relocations that are really uh, moving for one reason and it's state credits or state income taxes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're, you're really trying to balance that with great value and it's coming. I mean, those tower owners are going to start restacking their vacancies where if there is a company that needs 150 to 200,000 square feet can get it in one tower. Mm-hmm. If they can get it uh, around 20 bucks or 18 or 15 bucks a square foot comparatively to Nashville, Cincinnati or Indianapolis that are twice the price or three right. times the price, they're going to make that decision, but it's got to be supported by our local and state governments. Right. If they have any friction from our governments, they're not going to make that decision because the other competing states are making it easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then along with that, it comes uh, the housing. We have to have those workers. So let's just use an example. Like, you know, core real estate has a 200,000 square foot support center uh, downtown that needs, you know, that we want to relocate from the Aust- or California. Let's say that company wants to relocate from California, take 200,000 square feet downtown in a tower. The first question they're going to ask is, okay, where is my, where are my employees yeah. going to live? Yeah. We don't have the housing for 200,000 square foot of office use. Uh, no. That's over uh, 600, uh, 800 different, 800 people. And probably half of that staff is going to want to live in or around downtown. Mm-hmm. There currently isn't housing stock, apartments and, and affordable houses uh, in that those areas that are available today. So we need to build more, more apartments downtown or around downtown in our, mm-hmm. in our surrounding neighborhoods to support those large corporations that'll want to come to our city when the time is right. And it's coming. I mean, if we build that apartment building today, it's not going to be ready for 18 months. And we have to fill these office buildings right now. We can't wait two years from now. Right. And this is probably Southern Indiana too, pulling in from. Sure. I, I think so. And we've got projects on the board, but we have to get these pushed through and it's slowly happening. It's not happening quick enough. 
we need better support from our local government. So the may the new mayor will think, have to be about driving. They, w- they, they it has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a must in order yeah. for our city to move forward. Otherwise, other- it's just going to deteriorate, and we're going to become the next Lexington. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Um, so beyond government, uh, you know, you, you speak a lot about uh, and your office is in Nulu. And, you know, uh, what do you think is going to happen to this district? Like, will it continue to see the growth that we've been seeing? You know, and I that, think it's just beginning. Yeah. Right. Okay. It, it really is. And here's why. Downtown is what a lot of people consider the workforce barrier to the West, okay? So if you have a lot of the office and a lot of the entertainment and a lot of the amenities and, and hospitality in downtown, and you you live in the East End, you have to travel through Nulu and Butchertown area to get to downtown. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have to travel to get there, you have to travel to get back to your mm-hmm. house. So you have right. to travel, whether it's on the freeway or local surface roads, uh-huh. to get to and from, you have to travel through Nulu and Butchertown. So we feel like because of that and because the building stock, uh, the, the, the buildings are smaller, easier, accessible, they're cooler, a lot, there's a lot of walkability, there's a lot of arts, restaurants, and it's closer to the homes. And the river, I mean, there's a lot of reasons and the soccer stadium being built is, is critical. Uh, we really like the, the location of this district of, where, of not only historic warehouses, historic homes, historic smaller buildings, uh, but there is also available land for new development. And so when you get that coupled with the proximity to where the corporates are, the, the executives and, and wealthier folks are, are living with the money, it, it's really a, a really good formula for success and growth. Yeah. A lot of people would compare it to like a Gulch or even a Germantown of, of Nashville. What about uh, Southern Indiana? Do you have m- any thoughts on on that, or is it kind of similar in the sense of, uh, you know, geography? You have to go through it if you're going north of uh, Louisville. Yep, uh, I think uh, first thing the state of Indiana and those municipalities of of New Clark. Albany, Clarksville, and Jeffersonville has been very supportive for business growth. They're very easy, accessible, and they're very willing to make things happen, not only happen, but happen quickly. That is exact opposite of Louisville. Uh, So with that said, that is a huge advantage for pro-business and growth. The second thing I would say is very important is as our city starts to grow and our skyline and introduces new structures on the river, that that view from Southern Indiana looking south to our skyline becomes more attractive. Yep. So as our, our city grows, that city, that side of the river will grow. A great example of that is any large city with a river, which is our most cities. So right. the, close, <laughs> the closest is Cincinnati. Yeah. You've seen tremendous growth downtown around the, the, the yeah. stadiums. Yeah. And right. right across the Ohio River is Covington. Right. And yep. Covington has now seen over the last 15 years some major buildings and growth yeah. in apartments and, and housing. Yep. And, and that's very attractive. Our northern Kentucky market's the fastest growing market in the state of Kentucky. Oh, wow. And wow. it's, I would say it's commercial per- and residential. Yeah, I don't know much about uh, the the residential side, but from a commercial standpoint, they have great retailers, great office, corporate, a lot of things and hospitality that are wanting to be right there across the river from Cincinnati. It's it's a growing market. Mm -hmm. I had a few friends that went to Northern up there, and I would go visit all the time because we had a blast. It's a it's a really cool town, and uh, that was 
and that was 10 plus years ago. So, Hello, this is Papa John's Pizza. How can I help you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, for, for the last 10 years even, it's been, it's been cool to watch. So, Yep. Cincinnati did something very well. They had the major three corporations join together and say, in order for us to stay here and really flourish and be successful, we need to create further investments in our community, making mm -hmm. neighborhoods and housing and restaurants. So they created what uh, was, it's called 3CDC, an investment area solely focused on over the Rhine district. Yep. And they were the main yeah. driver behind getting that going. And the whole purpose of that was, to, to attract and retain employees and the workforce right. so that they could live, work, and play in that area. Mm -hmm. The city of Louisville has to have that happen. Yeah. We have some great corporations here that want to stay here. They're embedded in our community. They're the fabric of our community. They're going to be here for a long time. Yep. They have to come together with the support of the local government and the state and build a better city downtown and around downtown. And now is the time to do that. They, we can't wait. An advantage Louisville has is seeing what is successful in other mm -hmm. cities because right. we're 10 to 15 years behind them. Yeah. We see this stuff happen. Why not do it? Jump on. Yeah. Right? So that's what we try to do with our model at core and in, in commercial real estate because commercial real estate can be a leading indicator in the economy and the, the growth. Right. We try to go see what has been successful in Portland in Austin, Texas, mm -hmm. in Nashville, in right. Charlotte, in Tampa, all these great cities. What has been successful and then bring it back here and try to put it to work. Yeah. Well, that kind of tees up the next question of what's the future of CORE look like and how do you see yourself as part of that growth that we're talking about? Well, CORE Real Estate is a brokerage firm. We're really focused on helping our clients invest, redevelop, bring in new tenants, manage ass their assets, and be very precise and strategic with where that money goes and when. And with one thing in mind, and it is absolutely the, the, the number one thing, and it is bettering our community, not only for today, but for generations. Back to the way this, this discussion started. Yep. It's not about us today. It's about generations to come and supporting the community. Yep. And so... It's one corner, one block at a time, but at the same time, it's really important for us all to be pushing the boulder together. And we can't be a tale of two cities like I talked about with the office market. We can't right. be a suburban office market and a downtown office market. Right. Right. That's one thing that Greater Louisville Inc. has done a great job at GLI. Mm -hmm. they, they have a region. It's a regional support. We should all work together right. to do that. Yep. Now, I don't know what else they're doing that's right, but... G GLI has been really focused on our geographic location. I mean, what is it? Uh, Louisville Metro is comprised of seven different uh, counties or areas, and yeah. it's a large area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our Jefferson, MSA. The greater Louisville area. Jefferson yeah. County is like the 16th largest city in the country. It's like larger than Boston if you include Geographically. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big area. But yeah. uh, urban sprawl. We, we definitely have a lot of work to do to attract better talent here. Yeah. Uh, the University of Louisville being in the ACC is is fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, the, unfortunately, a lot of people around here are, are dwell on the negative things on the side of the University of Louisville, but academically it's progressed. And the, being in the athletic, uh, the ACC conference uh, academically has been a, a big uh, momentum shift. Yeah. Uh, but we really need to focus on bringing in more talent, keeping the talent here, mm -hmm. and if they do leave for four or five years, bringing them back here and having them stay. I think that's very important because we do have wonderful parks. We have yeah. a beautiful river. Uh, we have great weather, except for today. It's you know been very cold, but yeah. typically, I mean, we've had it's great. 10 degrees. 
great yeah. weather the past four to five years. I mean, yeah. we really are going to win at the end of the day uh, from a geographic location standpoint. Yeah. But I do think it's very important to have more housing in and around downtown. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully we kind of touched on this, but Andrew brought up Southern Indiana too. And it, even, even that would be a, a help oh, to have more housing in the new Albany happening. and Clark. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's happening, but again, we just need more, and I think that's yeah. a very attractive market. New Albany shocks me every time I visit New Albany. Oh, it's such, it's so good. It's only five minutes from where we're sitting right now. Yeah, yeah. and you can get there quickly. You can get back quickly. It has hills. You get good elevation views to to mm -hmm. downtown. Yep. It I also has the river. It yeah. has great local retailers and restaurants. There's a lot to be excited about with that neighborhood, mm -hmm. and it really is almost just as close as the Highlands is to downtown Louisville. Wow. New Albany is to downtown Louisville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm a limited partner in a, a current 812, which will be right over the Second Street Bridge that Denton Floyd is building. Um, it's it'll be on Main Street in Clarksville. But back to your point about the city being generous, the only reason this deal made so much sense on paper was because there was a 12 million dollar TIF, mm -hmm. and that TIF made it attractive for the private equity to. To, and then the credit union was another $31 million, but it was all possible because of the $12.5 million TIF. Um, but it's going to be Class A luxury apartments. And uh, the, one of the big reservations when we were reviewing the investment deck was, you know, what's it look like, uh, you know, job-wise 10 years down the road for housing our talent for these mm -hmm. big companies. And, uh yeah, your your words are echoing Brandon Denton's and that group as well. So it's good to hear so much positivity, you know, about the future with both the the Greater Louisville area. Well, we so, have to we have yeah. to be optimistic. Yeah, right, right. I mean, because the downside model is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, Andrew Beckman here. I'm gonna steal your ears for just a moment to thank one of our sponsors, the Beckman Group, Atlanta Hand Sotheby's. For the past 10 years in Louisville, Sotheby's has been number one for sales above a million, number one for sales above 400,000, highest average sales price, highest average list price, highest sales production per agent, close to a 40% market share in off-market sales. There's a good chance we can sell your house at our weekly sales meeting. Please reach out to me if you'd like more information about how we can help you buy and sell real estate here in Louisville, Kentucky. You can find me on Instagram at akbeck03realtor or ping me at andrew at beckmangroupkentucky.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right, so uh, just to shift gears a little bit before we wrap up, uh, I'm asking you this because this is something that uh, you've shown passion for recently, and I'm, I'm curious to hear how it's affected you, but um, I think a healthy lifestyle is important with uh, staying highly active and being productive and as efficient as possible. And uh, I know that's been something you've been working really hard on. So can you just talk a little bit about that and how it's helped you with your professional career um, as well as just how you feel personally? Yep. Having a clean, clear mind space is very important. I often find my, my personal behavior and mindset thrives when I get some energy out oh yeah you know mm -hmm. get outside yes walk in the park we have beautiful parks here in louisville uh i live in the highlands and i live right next to the park cherokee park is fantastic i've recently discovered all the great trails and, and yeah, hiking yeah, yeah. That, that can be done next to the, all the streams i've talked to you about it yeah 
and you live next to the park now, I come knock on your door and drag yeah. you out with me. Yep. Um, but do you I do any mountain biking. I don't. That's not something that I've done yet. yet. I'm injury prone. Oh. Uh, and I and I'm oh, in, me too, dude. and I'm, a, I'm an adrenaline guy, so I will oh. go for that. But I've got to be careful because uh, <laughs> I've, I've been. We got a story for you after this uh, is over. Yeah. <laughs> I've been injured before doing things like that, but uh-huh. I've really enjoyed hiking through Cherokee Park yeah. oh, a lot yeah. every morning. Uh, but you know, whether it's hiking in the park, eating healthier, uh, you know. Whiskey isn't the best thing for us, but it's, uh, you know, here around us. So we have to make sure that (laughs) we offset that with other clean behaviors. And I've really enjoyed being in a cleaner mind space because it always gives me more energy when I get out and hike for 45 minutes to an hour to start my day. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's a really good thing going on right now. It's the hard 75 Oh yeah, seventy-five this. hard is uh, seventy-five hard. That's what it is. Are you considering it? No. So I did just the modified version okay. of it, like uh, I don't most, know what this most is. cheaters it's, or uh, lazy guys would do. Essentially, for for people listening that don't know, and I don't, Surprise. I don't have the exact yeah. list. Do you know exactly what it is? I don't. I can spit it off a little yeah, bit. Go for it. So it's basically seventy-five straight days. You have to work out twice a day. One for, of for 45, forty-five minutes. One of them has to be outside for the entire forty-five minutes. You have to drink a certain amount of water. I think it's like a gallon. Um, you have to read for 15 minutes a day. You, uh, what else? That, no alcohol. I'm missing some stuff. Yeah. Can you all hear that yeah. background music? Well, like, that means we me got, really we're about to be cut. Yeah. 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 Uh, Wrapping this up. Yeah. The Oscars. Uh, move wait, on. There's a party going on in the other room, evidently. No, so. that's good. We're at a brewery in Butchertown. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to call this the Warehouse Brewery exactly. Edition. Exactly. They, they opened three minutes ago, so that's probably why that just started. Uh, but really, I do think it's important to have good life balance. Yeah. Uh, balances everything. Mm-hmm. If you get hyped, you got to be able to relax too, yeah. right? So yeah, you no got to you got to have all this stuff together to be in a in a good place to be able to thrive and 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 work. So yeah, for sure. So before we go, uh, I, we got the music rolling already. So uh, before we go, um, can you kind of talk about? Uh, just give a little plug for Core. Uh, what's it like working with you guys? Uh, things like that. Sure, sure. So Core Real Estate is a local boutique firm that's really family focused. We, we're really like a family office investment house, but for commercial real estate. So our clients get an intimate experience to help them through the development process, the redevelopment process, the acquisition, disposition. We are advisors and service providers for people that want to be in commercial real estate or are very experienced commercial real estate investors. Mm -hmm. Our team is growing. We're very busy right now. We've had tremendous success over the first 15 months of our, of our business. And we are now looking to add three to four more people to our team this year. Great. Uh, And we're very excited. We're looking for licensed real estate uh, agents and associates. We're looking for an office admin transi- transaction coordinator and also a research analyst. So if you have any interest in commercial real estate, learning about it, uh, wanting to transact, make money, help clients and build a community, Core Real Estate would love to talk to you. Cool. Well, how do you, how would they reach out? You can visit core502.com. Uh, we also have social media presence uh, or reach out to me directly on Instagram, which is 
Tyler Smith Core on Instagram is cool. a great we'll, way to reach out to we'll me. We'll put all that in the notes too. So yep. can, yeah. Uh, yeah. DM yeah. me, call me, email me. I'm available. I'm Slide on the internet. Right in. It's easy to find me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, speaking of that though, you guys are constantly posting and tell, showing everybody everything you're doing. I love following and I wish you're doing we, a lot of cool stuff. I would love to post more. We're actually doing a lot more that uh, a lot of people don't see. I would like to uh, advance that a little bit more to do more behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You need the Gary V. Uh, the Gary V crew of just yeah, the, the yeah. full-time videographers. Well, I really appreciate you all inviting me to be on this podcast. This is great. This is another way for us to introduce ourselves to more people in the community. Yep. Well, we're very yeah. grateful to have you. I'm, I'm very happy for you and everything you have got going on Thank and uh, excited to see what's going after that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Tyler. Yep. yep. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, if, if you could please leave us a review Uh, Make sure you subscribe, like us on Instagram, all the good things, and uh, we will see you next time. Hype. Hype.